anything of uh, that nature for today, but it is still a blessed day nonetheless. Amen. Uh, it's another day for us to uh, be here on this side of life. Um, I was uh, pondering um, the other day about uh, how the the angels in, in, in heaven or, or any angel would look at us as mortal beings. Right. Um, you know, the, the, the difference between <clears throat> the, uh, those that are immortal and those that are mortal is uh, the preciousness of life. Amen. You know, those who are mortal, they will die, um, but those that are immortal will not die. Um, at least uh, those that uh, are living righteously in the eyes of God will not die. Uh, but we know that uh, the angel, uh, the devil and his angels will experience the, uh, the death of the lake of fire and brimstone. But <clears throat> to the, the difference between being immortal and, and, and mortal is, again, this, this concept that we know to be death. Um, when, you, when you look at death or when you say look at death, but when you visualize death in your mind, what do you think about? Um, you think about, uh, you know, if you were to put a color to death, you'd say that, uh, you know, death is black, right? That, uh, you know, it's, it's dark, um, you know, it's, it's lacking in color. Um, you know, when you, when you, again, visualize death, you, you think of death as being dimmer, maybe than what we see with our eyes today. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in essence, when you visualize death, you think of death as being the absence of life. Right. You know, if, you, if you've seen uh, a dead animal, um, you know, it, you see that they are dead, but when you look at their eyes, or if you look into their eyes, you don't see a spark. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't see movement. It's, things are stationary. They're rigid. They, they, they don't change. They, well, they do change, right? They, they break down because they're dead. But I mean, it's, it's like they, they don't have any life in the fact that they don't interact with the world around them. Mm -hmm. um, the difference between or what makes today special to us is the fact that we know that death is coming. Mm -hmm. That there will be a time when, you know, when we visualize death in our minds today, that somebody will see us in that same mm -hmm. condition. That we will be, you know, somewhere, someplace, right? And, and somebody will look at us and say, oh yeah, he's dead. <laughs> because there's no spark there. Uh, and while we have the spark every day, is a blessed day. Amen. Every day is a blessed day. Now, those who don't have to worry about death, yeah, every day, you know, you can, you can literally waste a day, right? Because you're not going to die. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know that tomorrow is going to come just as well as yesterday can. But for those of us who are on the mortal side, um, we have the preciousness of life. Every single opportunity that we have to breathe is precious. Mm-hmm. I say this quite often because I think it's good to be reminded of the fact that every person that I have seen on their deathbed has yearned and had a desire to breathe just one more time. Every single one of them. 
even if they said, well, you know, I'm tired and I want to go, um, every single one is as there's, there's this inkling of, I still want to be able to breathe. As a matter of fact, if I could breathe without the pain and anguish that I'm feeling, I'd rather choose that than the alternative. Mm -hmm. Life is that valuable. It's, it's kind of one of those things you don't know how valuable it is until it's gone, except when you're gone, really there's, there's no, it, it's a moot point. Mm. The Bible tells us that, you know, while we have life, we should strive to live it to its, uh, to its fullest. You know, obviously in a, in a manner that's pleasing to God, but uh, we need to take hold of life and be happy with the things that we have right. um, in this life while we're yet breathing. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the title of my lesson this, this morning is, is darkness. And I, I don't intend to, to get more of it um, for the next 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, but I do want to uh, deliver a message of inspiration. Mm -hmm. um, just to, again, highlight how truly blessed we are not just to be alive, but also to be children of God. Um, in Luke, the uh, 11th chapter, in uh, Luke, the 11th chapter, um, and we're going to start reading at verse number 33, uh, Jesus tells the, the people that were gathered together to hear his lesson, he said, No man when he hath lighted when he hath lighted a candle, and again this is Luke eleven, starting at verse number thirty-three. Mm -hmm. No man when he hath lighted a candle putteth it in a secret place, <laughs> neither under a bushel or on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. Uh, we'll talk I won't stop here too long, but I just want to highlight again that you know, when light is produced, um, it's got to be used. Mm -hmm. uh, why would anybody create light or cause light to appear, but then hide it? Mm. Good point. In verse number 34, it says, The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, the whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of light. Of darkness so I do want to it's important to take those two verses together mm -hmm. um, because there is a reason why Jesus said what he said about you know someone who creates a light it, it's not logical it's illogical um, it doesn't coincide with what normal people would do would be to create light and then hide it, um, it rather that light should that light when it's created is intended to to shine, such that when others come by they will see the light. Mm -hmm. You know the the reason I I, I bring this up about uh, uh, darkness and light. I'm, and notice I'm I'm not saying light and night. I'm talking about light and darkness here. Mm -hmm. Is that physically? There is no physical attributes associated with darkness. Think about it for a second. Mm -hmm. When we when we talk about darkness, we just we just associate darkness with the absence of light. 
what what is what is darkness really? I mean, you can look at the physics of, of the light that we see here in the uh, the mortal realm. Even the lights coming from these fluorescent light tubes. I, I, I maybe mentioned it before that there there is electricity that's going through the gas in those tubes that is exciting the the atoms of the gas. And as the, the gas goes from a higher level of energy to a lower level of energy, it gives off a photon of light. And that's all it's doing is the electricity is exciting the, the atoms or the electrons in the, in the atoms of gas. And as it goes from a higher state of energy to a lower state of energy, it gives off a photon of light. But if I turned off the switch to these fluorescent tubes, what do they do? They become dark. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no activity, right? The, the darkness really doesn't have any physical, let's say, um, attributes, right? Other than it is no longer, ex the, the atoms are no longer excited. Um, they're not giving off photons of light. Really, darkness isn't a thing sans the presence of light. You wouldn't even know that there's darkness or you wouldn't have a perception of darkness until you come to know light. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At night, mm -hmm. when there's no when there's no lights, or let's say the the only thing that is illuminating the darkness, I use air quotes, is the moon and the stars. Right? When people are walking down the street, mm -hmm. um, you light a candle or you turn on your lights. And when people are walking past your house, right, they see the lights on the inside of your home and what do they what do they think when they see the lights illuminating from, you know, your shades or a window inside your home? Brother brother people said that true there's there's a presence of life in that mm -hmm. house. There's mm -hmm. somebody in that house. And, but when the lights are off, what do you say? Well, nobody's home. Mm -hmm. it, it implies when you see a light in, in darkness, let's say, or when you see a light as it's surrounded by darkness, what do you do? You, you go towards that light, assuming that there is some light, or there's someone there, there's activity, there's um, a presence. But when that light goes away, all you're surrounded with is, is darkness, mm -hmm. death. There's nothing there. Mm -hmm. There's no hope. Mm -hmm. Birds know this. I mean, insects know this. They're attracted to light. Mm -hmm. And what Jesus is saying here in verse number 34 um, spiritually speaking, so verse 33 is, is inclined to a, a spiritual principle. Um, and verse 34 is the same as well as the, the light of the body is the eye. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my study Bible says the lamp. But, you know, when, you know, again, when we visualize death or when we look at things that are dead, you, you know what the eyes look like, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But the light of the eye or excuse me, the light of the body is the eye. The thing that illuminates 
the body as to the presence of life, the presence of hope, the presence of, of activity, mm -hmm. let's say, is the eye. Mm -hmm. Therefore, when thine eye is single, or therefore when thine eye is, uh, is clear, thy whole body also is full of life. Mm -hmm. But when thine eye is evil, Mm -hmm. And I love how Jesus put that. He said, you know, he said, when thy, you know, the first part of the verse, he says, when thy, you know, the light of the body is the eye. Um, and, and when the eye is, is clear, you know, the whole body is full of light. But when you put a bushel, or you, you put that light into a secret place, you know, when you shave that eye, when you corrupt it with evil or darkness, what happens with the entire body? Mm -hmm. Jesus says, thy body also is full of darkness. Continuing this thought in verse number 35, it says, Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. Mm -hmm. If the whole body, therefore, is full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doeth give thee light. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the idea here is if that you can perceive and see the light, and you allow that light and the purity of that light, well, and, and what, what's the purity of the light? It says in verse number 36, the purity of full light is that there is no part darkness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, when you when you talk about light, light cannot exist at the same time as darkness. Uh, the scripture tells us that, uh, that there is light and the darkness comprehends it not. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea here being is that spiritual light is the same or analogous to physical light in that where spiritual light is physical darkness or spiritual darkness cannot exist Amen. Mm -hmm. I don't know this in 1st John it tells us um, in uh, the very first chapter um, where it talks about being in fellowship with, with Jesus Christ mm -hmm. Give me a second to flip over there. My, my thumbs aren't quick. But it says in 1 John, the first chapter and verse number 5, This then is the message that we have, uh, which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, mm -hmm. and in him is no darkness at all. Mm -hmm. It says, If we say that we have fellowship with him, being God, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. If we say that we're in fellowship with God, but our eye is evil, and thus our whole body is full of evil, then we lie to whom? Well, we're first lying to ourselves. Uh, we can't lie to God because he knows the truth. But we're lying to ourselves, and we do not the truth. You know, the idea here being is that if you have the light of God in you, if your eye is light and clear 
and you see the truth as it's presented to you by the light of God, um, then you will always, your whole body, this really uh, ties into this, uh, this uh, the verse, and I'm not going to talk about it in great detail, but one that we've talked about before, that those who have the seed of God existing in them mm -hmm. do not commit sin. Well, that aligns fully with what Jesus just got through telling us in Luke the 11th chapter. That if my eye is light and clear, my whole body will have light. And if you look at what uh, John tells us, that if we have fellowship, well, let's look at verse number 7 of 1 John, the first chapter. It says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Now, if we walk in the light, well, who's the light? If we, God is the light. If we walk in God, and there is no darkness at all in God's light, then what does that tell me? That tells me that my full body, my whole body will be in the light. It means that my eye will be able to see. It means that I do not or will not commit, or sorry, I'm going to use what the verse is. Do not commit sin. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> I do want to bring your attention to <coughs> what uh, Paul said in his exposition or his, uh, his testimony that he gave to King Agrippa in Acts, the 26th chapter. In uh, Acts, the 26th chapter, as he is talking to King Agrippa, he says, uh, starting at verse number 13, he says, At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven. You'll notice that in, ev in every way, shape or form, um, you will never hear, you will never read in the Bible that somebody looked up to heaven and saw darkness. As a matter of fact, the, the, the heaven that, uh, that, uh, that we know that the righteous will exhibit, it says that there will be an eternal day. There will be no night. Because the, the light and the glory of God the Father in the form of His Son, Jesus, will lighten this new heaven, as you can read in, in the book of Revelations, the 21st chapter. <laughs> Where there is God, there is always light and never darkness. When God presents Himself to His people, He's always described as emitting light. Let me rephrase that. He's always described as emitting light. But when we see light, what do we prescribe light as being? An activity of light. There is a power that is giving life to these atoms in these fluorescent tubes such that it is giving off light. It says again in verse number 13 that uh, Saul... Um, who was Saul at that time. Obviously, he changed his name to Paul after he was baptized. It says, At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven 
above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them that journeyed with me. Even in the light of day, God surpassed that lightness and gave more light, mm -hmm. more activity, uh, a higher degree of energy, even than the, the nuclear power, the, uh, the fission reactor, which is the sun. Mm -hmm. It says in verse number 14, And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand up upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, and to whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Now, if this isn't absolutely clear as to the spiritual, uh, the, the analogy here, Jesus continues by saying that what he means to say, from the power of Satan unto God, mm -hmm. that, they might, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. You know, the, the message that Paul um, was charged to do was to go to these Gentiles, right, and, and testify, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, uh, inspiring them to turn, to open their eyes and to turn their eyes, you know, the focus of their eyes, which was full of evil, and thus their bodies were full of darkness to turn their eye from darkness unto light, from the power of Satan unto God. Now, let's talk about the power of Satan. You know, the scripture tells us that we that we war not against flesh and blood, but we war against the, the principalities, the, uh, the powers uh, of the air, the, you know, these these spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we wrestle against. You know, Paul talks about it in, I believe it's in Acts the, um, or sorry, not Acts, but uh, Romans, uh, the eighth chapter. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna flip over there real quick about this, this struggle that we have internally within ourselves. The parable of the uh, of Lazarus and the rich man, mm -hmm. right? It, it says that uh, the rich man found him found himself in torment, but he looks over across this 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 large abyss, and what does he see? Mm -hmm. He sees Lazarus in Abraham's bosom, um, and uh, the verse I I want to. Uh, look at is uh, uh, it here? Let me find it. Uh, it's in chapter seven. Excuse me, not Romans eight, but Romans seven, where 
Paul talks about you know the struggle between good and evil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The power of Satan is death. The power of Satan is the absence of life, the absence of activity, the absence of hope. Why is that so powerful? Well, <clears throat> the reason why it's powerful is um, what we know about temptations, and we, we talked a little bit about this on Wednesday, is that you know what is so what is so powerful, what is so appealing, uh, that someone would have their eyes focused on darkness or the power of Satan, even to begin with, and not God and His life is the the struggle that we have with the flesh. That is probably the only reason why, um, you know, uh, what is it that, what is that uh, Paul said that, you know, he would desire to be in heaven more than he would desire to actually be alive on this side of life. Why? Mm -hmm. Exactly the reason why he wrote Romans, the seventh chapter. <laughs> the power of Satan abides and is alive in our flesh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now Romans, uh, what is it? Romans 6, uh, 23. Well, the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. Well, what is, where does sin come from? Well, we, we got the reading when in 1 Peter. Know about First uh, Peter, the first chapter, I believe it's uh, verse number fourteen. Mm -hmm. um, if I remember that verse correctly from our Bible study, that uh, well, where does sin come from? Sin comes from a uh, the desires of our flesh, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that is in uh, actually, it's probably Second Peter. Now that I think about it. Let me find it here real quick. We'll, we'll read that. I didn't have it marked, uh, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. We'll find it. Anybody have that there as we're flipping around? Leave us first, Peter. <clears throat> now it's James. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Uh, James, the first chapter, verse number fourteen. If you have our Bibles, let's let's flip over there and take a look at that real quick. It says, uh, but every man is tempted uh, when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. In verse number 15 of, first, uh, of James, the first chapter, it says, Then when lust hath conceived it, when conceived it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished 
bringeth forth death. Mm-hmm. The power of Satan is our physical bodies. Mm-hmm. And if our spiritual eye is set upon evil, then it makes sense that our entire body is full of darkness. Mm-hmm. Because uh, an evil eye is serving or is under the subjection, is appealing to, is providing, um, or, or is, let's say, commensurating with the power of Satan that exists in the body. I want to go back to um, what we just got to read here. Or actually, let's let's jump to uh, First John one more time. In First uh, John, First John, the fourth chapter. It says uh, in First John, the the fourth chapter. It says. Um, when, when talking about uh, when talking about love it says if a man say I love God and hateth his brother he is a liar for he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen how can he love God whom he hath not seen and this is the commandment that we have from him that he who loveth God love his brother also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's skip forward here and let's look at First uh, John the fifth chapter. It says in First John the fifth chapter, starting at verse number sixteen. It says, uh, let's, let's get verse number seventeen. It says, "For all unrighteousness is sin." And there is a sin not unto death. Mm-hmm. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. Mm-hmm. And we know that we are of God, and the whole earth lieth, uh, lieth in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even his son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. When we when we talk about this, this light and the difference between light and darkness, spiritually speaking, is a difference between who you decide to serve. Mm-hmm. Who do you give the power to? Uh, we, we've talked about this many times about you know the the struggle between the, the law of the mind and the law, or excuse me, the law of the spirit and the law of the body, the law of the mind and the law of the body, the the law of God and you know the, the desires of the flesh. Uh, in the two verses that we've just read, we also have a struggle between love and hate. Mm-hmm. We also know that if God is light. And God is love, that light and love are also the same thing, or also come from the same source. Mm-hmm. If God is light and God is love, then darkness and hate also 
come from the same place or also the absence of the same thing. Darkness and hate are the absence of God. Mm -hmm. Brother, uh, uh, brother, people, can you read for us the uh, scripture reading again this morning? Uh, that was uh, John, the eighth uh, chapter, verse number twelve. Verse number twelve. It reads, "Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness." but shall have the light of life. Again, in uh, Genesis, the, the first chapter, mm -hmm. thank you for reading that, brother people. In Genesis, the, the very first chapter, mm -hmm. it says that uh, the world was, mm -hmm. had no form, mm -hmm. was void, mm -hmm. Mm. When you read those words, what comes to mind? Mm. When you read those words, what comes to mind? I, 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 when that comes to mind, it, 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 it vividly just means to me that there's nothing. Mm. I think of cold. I think of lifeless. Mm -hmm. I think of no activity. Mm -hmm. As I was talking about, as the Bible talks to us about uh, you know, life and life and love and hate and darkness and the absence of God, the very beginning, God saw that the universe was, was dark, without void, without form. And then what was the first thing he did? He spoke these words, let there be light. Mm -hmm. And that was the first day. The first day, the fundamental first activity that God did in you know, the creation of this physical realm was to differentiate light from darkness, from day from night. And you can see that there. It says, and the light was the, was the day and the darkness was the, was the evening. I bring you back to 1 John, the second chapter. In 1 John, the, the second chapter, in verse number 9, it says, He that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness, even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and know not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a, what is unnatural is for any one of us who come to know the light 
and what the light is and what it provides to us physically to prefer darkness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's unnatural. Mm -hmm. Right? I was, I was just talking to, uh, uh, to uh, Sister Garner about uh, a dream I had. And uh, we were chatting about it. I was like, yeah, you know, if there was a cloud or a shade or a bushel that was put over this earth such that the light of the sun uh, was unable to penetrate it, what would happen to the life that exists on this earth? Well, we already know what's going to happen because that's how the dinosaurs became extinct, mm -hmm. as scientists said, is that a meteor came to this earth, crashed into the ground, a great cloud of debris circled and encompassed the earth such that uh, light wasn't able to get through, the vegetables and plants weren't able to photosynthesize, they died, the animals that fed off of those animals uh, died and so mm -hmm. forth and so on, and the entire uh, you know, pyramid or food, uh, food cycle I'm not even saying that right, but you get the point. Mm -hmm. It all collapsed. What the Bible is telling us is that light is necessary for life. Mm -hmm. God had to speak the words, let there be light, in order for him to create the, the fish and the plants mm -hmm. and the birds and the insects all the way up until his an ultimate creation into which he breathed the breath of life and made Adam, let's say, a living soul, was light. Light had to be there. Mm -hmm. Now, you, you may say, well, where am I going with this? Well, if you were, again, looking at uh, 1 John, the second chapter, if God is love and God is light, what is the opposite of light and love? Darkness and hate. So that should add some context to what Jesus told those group of people in John the 11th, or sorry, Luke the 11th chapter. He said, if your eye is full of light or love, or let's say light and love because mm -hmm. you can't have light without the love and you can't have love without the light because God is both. He, he is both the light and love. Jesus describes God as the father of lights. Amen. Mm -hmm. right? So Jesus is telling us in Luke the 11th chapter that if your eye is full of love and light, if your eye is full of God, or if your 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 eyes are powered or sourced with energy that comes from God, because the light and love can only come from God, mm -hmm. then your whole body is full of light and love. But if your eye is corrupted, obscure with evil, your whole body is full of darkness, which is the absence of God. And the presence of hate. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why we just got to read in this verse again in 1 John, the second chapter, in verse number 9, that 
The one who says he is in the light but hateth his brother. It says that that person is in darkness even until now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not a natural place for God's children to be. No. Otherwise, he wouldn't have spoken those words from the very beginning, let there be light. Mm. Yeah. From the very beginning, it was the presence of God that gave the world, the entire universe, not just light and the warmth and the hope, the clarity of sight that comes from it, but also love. Amen. So I go back to uh, why is today a blessed day? <clears throat> today is a blessed day, not just because we're alive, but also because that we're children of God. Mm -hmm. And as long as we uh, walk in the light of God, you know, as long as we walk in the light as He is in the light, then we will be evergreen. Mm -hmm. right? We will always have light and vitality and hope mm -hmm. and activity mm -hmm. and clarity of sight. Mm -hmm. And we will always have love. First John tells us that perfect love casts out what? Fear and hatred. This, this love and light that God gives us as members of the body of Christ is something that we need to just hold on to each and every day. Because there are people who are walking around right now who are walking around in darkness. Mm -hmm. They're physically alive, but spiritually, they're dead. Can you imagine, can you imagine that? Well, yeah, you can. Have, have any of you seen the... Um, uh, what does it say? The uh, the night of the, the living dead? Mm. Zombie movies. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. All of us have seen zombie movies, right? Let's describe a zombie for a second. And I want you to take how I describe it and then overlay it on somebody who is physically alive but spiritually dead. Right? The zombie movies, they, they walk around they're alive, they're, they're physically moving, right? But their eyes are dark. Their eyes are set up on evil, right? Because all they do is they walk around saying, brains, brains, I need brains. <laughs> right? These, these zombies, right? They're not attracted to other things that are, that are dead. They're attracted to those things that have life. What do they want to eat? What do they desire? They desire the life force, the blood, the energy of those things that are alive. Zombies don't attack other zombies. They only attack those that have vitality of life. Right? And they, they kind of walk around. Every time they bite somebody, what happens to that person? They become a zombie too. Right? I'm not saying those who have not obeyed the gospel of Christ are zombies. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that you can imagine 
the poor state of those who have not obeyed the gospel of Christ, the poor state of those who do not have light and love, who are not activated by the powerful electricity that is God mm -hmm. to do things that are right. They are walking around, presumably with life, because they have blood flowing through their veins, but spiritually, their whole bodies are full of darkness. Mm -hmm. And that's a poor state to be. Amen. But all God has to do and what God has, 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 has stated through the, the gospel of his son, Jesus Christ, is let there be light. And so if you're here this morning and your, your body is full of darkness because your eyes, your eye, excuse me, hasn't set on those things that are evil, you've fallen victim to the power of the temptation of the body, um, you have been doing things that are unrighteous, which is sin, uh, you can get that right today. You can come to God in the spirit of repentance and ask Him for forgiveness. Um, we know that, as it says in 1 John, that if we have fellowship with, with God, that uh, the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ, will cleanse us of all sin. God has told us that, uh, that if we go to Him asking for forgiveness of sin, He's just and faithful to forgive us. But we have to do that with, uh, with a repentant heart. If you're not a member of the body of Christ, you don't have the Holy Ghost. You haven't been, uh, you haven't been filled with the essence of God. Then this message hopefully uh, will bring you, or at the very least, bring some questions into your mind, some some curiosities as to what you must do to be in the light, as Christ is in the light, as God is in the light, as His children are in the light. In Colossians, the very first chapter, where it says that Christ is the head of the body, come in the church, you know what else it also says? It says that He is the light. Right? So, if you are not a member of the body of Christ, and you want to be in the light, you need to hear of the oneness of hope, the oneness of faith, the oneness of baptism. You need to hear that God sent His own begotten Son to this earth, he purchased this body, comma, the church, with his blood. He put salvation in the body. And there's only one body. Amen. It states in, uh, what is that, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse mm -hmm. four and following. Mm -hmm. Amen. So if he, if he purchased a body, and there's only one body he could have purchased, then the only body, comma, the only church, uh, means that there was only one place in our through which one can find salvation. Jesus said, you know, no man cometh unto the Father but through me. Uh, he's, we, we know that the we are not that we are not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. One needs to hear of that one doctrine, one needs to believe it, one needs to repent, one needs to confess, and one needs to be baptized. Uh, fully immersed in water uh, for the remission of sins in order to obtain the gift of the Holy Ghost in order to live faithfully until death. So hopefully this lesson wasn't too dark 
uh, excuse the pun, but uh, was full of life and life and love and hope and warmth and activity and inspiration and salvation. So the message is yours of the university to do so. Please come forward as we stand and sing.